0: You're listening to the Health Practitioner Podcast, episode number five. Mm-hmm. Hello everyone and welcome to the Health Practitioner Podcast, where we discuss integrative health and wellness topics, health promotion and disease prevention, and the business of wellness. Health Practitioner Podcasts feature conversations with integrative care practitioners, healing arts practitioners, advanced practice registered nurses, physician assistants, and other clinicians and practitioners who provide integral care. The Lifestyle Wellness Business Podcasts are called Health Practitioner Podcasts. In keeping with integral health and the mindset of visionaries and innovators, heal means holistic, engaged, authentic leaders. Now, the dictionary defines a practitioner as someone who is qualified and registered to practice a particular occupation, profession, or religion, a person who is actively engaged in an art, discipline, or profession, especially integrative health nursing, and medicine. I am your host, Dr. Johnetta Minor, You're a nurse practitioner on call. I am a women's primary care nurse practitioner, an advanced holistic nurse, board certified, and a board certified coach. You can find all of our podcasts at www.lifestylewellness.com. My guest today is my nurse colleague, Tiffany Martin. Welcome Tiffany. Thank you Dr. Miner. Uh it's a pleasure to have you with us today because I am a, you are a registered nurse and as a nurse practitioner, I am a registered nurse. So it's such a pleasure to have you and we can follow your progress from RN to where you go in the future. And that's what makes this so interesting. That's great. I'm happy to be wonderful. Tiffany has been a registered nurse for six years. She is presently working in a hospital unit in Maryland. She is also working per diem in home care. And the interesting one of the interesting things about her is she has an entrepreneurial spirit, and started her yoga practice two and a half years ago. So, Tiffany, what unit do you work in in the hospital?
1: I work in the post-anesthesia care unit or PACU recovery room, and I take care of patients right after waking up from anesthesia from all different types of surgeries.
0: So given that you're going into such a stressful situation, uh, how do you start your day?
1: My day starts, um, I normally set my alarm for maybe about 10 minutes before I need to start to really get ready for work. The first thing I like to do in the morning is before I even get out of bed I take a moment, I take a deep breath, I say thank you, then I get up and I start my day. I then take another time out in the parking lot before I head into work and I just kind of leave whatever may be bothering me or on my mind, whatever happened on the road, like if someone cut me off or if I'm running late. I like to take a few moments, take a deep breath, and I leave those things right in the parking lot. That way I can be fully present with my patients and colleagues and whoever I interact with that day.
0: I like that philosophy of just taking a deep breath and taking time out. So this means that you are really your first patient before you get to the hospital.
1: Absolutely.
0: So you have an emphasis on self-care. And uh, what is your philosophy behind self-care? This, what does self-care mean to you? Maybe that's a better way to put it. Self-care can be taking care of oneself.
1: Yes. I, I. For me, self-care is taking time out to address whatever needs you need yourself. And being able to have that awareness to know what you need and to know what you maybe need to stop doing just taking time out, even if, like I said, it's just five minutes out of a day. to so Just taking a moment to be still and to come into your your presence, into your body and see what's going on with you. Because I truly believe and I've experienced that you cannot take care of anyone if you can't first take care of yourself. What
0: we're talking about now is um, a holistic model in the self-care practice. Because you are taking care of yourself in order to be more effective in taking care of others. Yes. And what are your modalities for healing? What are your methods for healing, for self-care, and for teaching others?
1: I have several. I know. You, <laughs> <laughs> I know you started yoga practice two years ago. Yes, you know. I'll stick to yoga since that, I feel like that is kind of my, my basis, my foundation for self-care. Well, you can also mention the other thing <laughs> as well now. Okay. okay, so let us talk about yoga okay. first. Okay, um, we'll talk about yoga first. I started my yoga practice at home. Um, I tend to be, well, <laughs> I'm getting a little bit better, but I've always been a very shy kind of uh, introverted person. So going to a yoga studio didn't appeal to me, but I was well aware of the benefits of yoga and how it can help with stress and anxiety and almost any issue one may have. So I started my practice at home, and I started out just doing a couple postures. Um, As time went on and I really began to study the the practice of yoga, I learned how beneficial meditation was and and just breath work. So that started to become my, my basis as opposed to focusing on the poses. And it was through the meditation and the breath work that I really began to embrace yoga and self-care, and i started to learn all these other modalities. Another modality that I enjoy and I work in my everyday life is Ayurveda. And if-
0: but now, before we go into the Ayurveda, um, let's backtrack a little bit and, and go back to yoga. Okay. Uh, and you were talking about a deep breath and the breathing. Yeah. Now, is there a particular form of yoga that you employ and my second question is, do you use breath work once you're in the hospital?
1: Yes, and yes. Um, there, okay. when you ask about styles of yoga, sort of, do you mean do I stick to a particular style? Because there are several yes. different styles. Absolutely. Um, really, I don't. I tend to be, well, I guess so, because I tend to be more traditional. I stick to a Hatha style of yoga or Iyengar yoga, and these are um, styles of yoga that focus on alignment and breath work more so than kind of transitioning in and out of postures as in uh, vinyasa style yoga.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And as far as bringing breath work into my practice as a nurse, again, I take that time out in the car and I take that time out whenever I, I need to at work. And I'm also able to encourage my patients to do that. I know in nursing school and as a nurse in general, one of the first things as nurses will say to patients when they're upset is we'll tell them to, you know, take a deep breath, slow down your breathing, because it does help. But to really fully be able to teach that and to coach that, I think you also have to live it and understand those benefits. So for me, when I tell my patients to take a deep breath to help with their pain or anxiety, I'm taking a deep, deep breath as well. And it really helps them and it helps me. It's amazing.
0: Oh, yes. And that reminds me of uh, a mirroring effect. One of the nursing models' theories is uh, Erickson, and she speaks to mirroring. Mm-hmm. And if you are taking a deep breath and you get into the flow, your flow, which brings the patient into the flow yes. with you. Absolutely. Now let's, uh, now let us move into the Ayurveda. I, I, oh gosh, I have to say, uh, this is, I love this. I love this. I started out uh, looking at Ayurveda. Okay. So, so let me, let's talk about that for a while. Okay, sure.
1: I will say that I am not as uh, trained or disciplined in Ayurveda as I I am with yoga, but um, Ayurveda is, Term the sister of yoga, meaning that Ayurveda and yoga are two disciplines that are that should be kind of meshed together because they go very well hand in hand.
0: Now, Ayurveda is also the oldest uh, medical model. Yes,
1: I believe it dates back to 5000 BC. It's, uh, and I'm not 100% sure if it's still India's main form of medical care, but it is a medical care system, um kind of like how we practice well not how we practice medicine in the states, but um it is the oldest form of medicine and it basically it, it um it works off the emphasis that we are made up of different constitutions or your dosha and there's three yes. <laughs> there's three yes. main kinds and uh I'm very familiar with the Vata dosha as that as that's what I am so I can speak I can <laughs> We are always familiar with the yes. one <laughs> yeah there is there's a Vata dosha there's Pitta dosha and I cannot remember the third one <laughs> but there is a Kapha yeah, yes yes so I can speak to Vata again because that is my that's that's my dosha and um basically the different doshas have different types of um personalities or traits and then we work to balance those those personalities – well, not personalities, but we work to balance our imbalances, and that kind of keeps us in a healthy life, a healthy rhythm, per se. Yes, so, yes. That's the yin and the yang. Yes, very much so. Yes. So some of the things – and I could speak about this all day, but um, <laughs> I'll just touch on a few <laughs> things that I do, not daily, but at least a couple times a week that are kind of Ayurveda-based. One of the most important things that, that I do and that I've seen results from is tongue brushing. Ayurveda c- considers your tongue to be kind of like a diaphragm of what's going on with the different organs in your body. So there's yes. a spot on your tongue for each organ, and you can they do a tongue analysis. And Ayurveda specialist or practitioner can look at your tongue and they see different traits to tell what's going on with different organs in your body. They also function off of a basis of saying that you should remove AMA or buildup. If you ever look at your tongue in the morning or at any time of day, we may have some type of buildup on our tongue. Most of the time, it's like a white foamy type buildup. And with Ayurveda, one of the things I do in the morning is you take a tongue scraper or you could use a stainless steel spoon and you want to remove that AMA off of your tongue because overnight, you know, toxins build up and things like that. And you want to remove all that stuff before you take your first drink in the morning. So you're not then digesting those harmful toxins. That's one of the first things I do. Ayurveda also um, speaks on oil pulling, which is a a mouth care regimen that I do. And um, Ayurveda calls for sesame oil, but you can use almost any organic oil. But I use sesame oil. And you want to take that oil about a tablespoon in your mouth for a good 20 minutes if you can. Sometimes I do five or ten. You still get some results. And it basically pulls bacteria and things like that out of your mouth so you have a nice, clean mouth because your digestion Starts in your mouth, of course, and with Ayurveda, the, the belief is that a lot of our medical problems, conditions, and also mind-body problems start with a healthy digestive system. So,
0: now I'm glad you mentioned about the sesame oil because that is the oil of choice. Absolutely, yes. And uh, some people are using uh, coconut yes. oil. Uh, sometimes I've used the coconut oil, and there's nothing wrong with the coconut oil. No. Very good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. No, it's um like i said i i um, cuz coconut oil has uh antimicrobial properties so that that is a good oil to use but again i tend to be a pretty traditional person so i i stick to the traditional oil that ayurveda calls for and that's the sesame oil
0: now do you recommend this oil be uh organic or expeller
1: pressed i use the i First. use the organic expeller pressed oil yes
0: what are some of the others that you that, that the other holistic modalities because I know you you employ them all and that is great not all of them but you employ others yes. because then that makes one more holistic Yes. does it not mm-hmm.
1: yes. and you yes. do I, um, another modality i am I'm, I'm new with it well healing touch yes that's an amazing therapy is the energy-based therapy appealing to the program. I um, studied the healing touch program was that it was the first accredited program for an energy therapy. And um, if anyone doesn't know energy therapy or healing touch was started by a nurse in the 1980s of uh, named Janet Mendkin. And if anyone's familiar with freakier or energy therapy in and healing touch, we work to balance the body's energy um, centers or chakras. And um, you can do that with either light touch or no touch at all. And it helps, you to relax, which then in turn can help with pain and stress and anxiety and things like that.
0: Now, have you had good results within yourself when you use this in your practice personally? I yes, mean-
1: I have. I um, I practice healing touch um, maybe a couple times a week. I kind of will go to that if I'm having a problem, like for sometimes if I'm having trouble sleeping or just a lot of anxiety or worry, there's a, a, a therapy you can do. It's called a self-chakra connection, and you basically um, – balance your major energy systems and it takes about a good 20 15 or 20 minutes and you can do that and that promotes again a nice relaxation time and you're able to calm down and just kind of get refocused
0: Mm -hmm. now between these different modalities these different healing methods uh, you've talked about healing touch you've talked about yoga we've talked about Ayurveda and and within all of them There is meditation. Yes. So do you have a separate time for meditating? I know yoga can be part, meditation can be part of yoga. Uh, Just give us a little insight into that so the listening audience will know
1: more. Okay, sure, yes. And a lot of times um, we kind of set meditation away from yoga. But as you said, meditation is part of yoga. So for my meditation practice, I don't have a really disciplined meditation practice because I don't really feel you need it. I've seen benefits just from taking, you know, brief moments out of your day. So for me, I don't have a strict meditation schedule where I sit for 30 minutes or to an hour every day. I take my five or 10 minutes in the morning. I consider my time in the car before work a quick five-minute meditation. I kind of take my meditation wherever I can get it. And you can also do meditation at almost any time because meditation is just kind of getting your mind to stop being in a hundred different places as we typically (laughs) are. (laughs) It's getting your mind to be calm and to come into the present moment. And that's something that you can do almost anywhere at any moment where you just stop and pause and take a few deep breaths. Mm
0: -hmm. Now, how do you feel about the mind wandering? Because, you know, (laughs) when. And, and and meditation. Uh, there's one camp over here that says it's okay to let your mind wander, and there's a, another camp over here that says no. When your mind wanders, come back to the to the breath.
1: What I say for me, because I struggle with that when I first began a meditation practice. Because, like you said, there's different thoughts, and you kind of want to you want to do the right thing. For me, and I encourage anyone else, you do what feels right for you. If you find that your mind is wandering too much and you're starting to entertain those thoughts that you're wandering to, then yes, I think you need to, to come back and I do the same. If I feel like I'm starting to focus on those thoughts, I'll then take a few like audible deep breaths and it helps my mind to stop wandering and bring me back to the present moment. Naturally, our minds are going to wander, and I feel that sometimes that's beneficial because sometimes maybe that meditation is bringing up something you need to address, and that's fine. After your meditation, I encourage people, and I do it myself, any thought that may have come up a couple of times or it's just kind of repeating or you're starting to wander on it, after that meditation I'll sit down with my pen and my paper and I'll write that out and I'll kind of think to myself, well, what was my mind or what was my body trying to tell me or trying to help me work on while I was sitting in that meditation? And that thought just kept coming back. I'll address it at a different time, but not during the meditation because the meditation you're you want to be in the present moment, not focusing on what happened in the past or what you have to do in the future. And those wandering thoughts can kind of send us back to the future or, you know, into the present. I'm, well, into the future or past? I think I said they were. <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: uh, speaking of the meditation, and now let's look at meditation and yoga, yeah. and let's think about dharma, wow. and and talk about how you've come, and how you've been on this journey, on this path to come to your dharma?
1: Oh, my, my. That that just, speaking of dharma, just really touches my spirit because when I first started my yoga practice, I read about a lot of people seeing that yoga helped them reach their dharma and dharma is being your, what we call life's purpose. And I just didn't believe it. I was like, there is no way. I did not believe it. But just two and a half years into my practice and that time, taking that time to sit and let your mind be present and to not worry about the past and not worry about the future and to kind of let things come up to the surface and then taking the time to journal about it. I feel that is how I've, I've, i found my life purpose. I've gotten so much creative energy and so many ideas just from taking that just simple five or two minutes out of the day, just taking that time to focus my mind and to, to get my intentions clear I really feel that that's what brought me to where I am today.
0: I want to take a few seconds out here to remind my listening audience that I am talking with Tiffany Martin, who is a registered nurse and who is on a holistic journey to wellness for herself, for her clients, and for everyone. So... We were just talking about Dharma and how she came into her life purpose through her yoga, through her meditation, through her holistic practices. So there's another side to Tiffany that I think it it would be interesting for everyone to hear, Mm -hmm. and that is about her journey in nursing. She is right now working in a hospital unit and also works per diem. and and home care. Now, what is your next entrepreneur? You have an entrepreneurial spirit and it started with your yoga practice. Yes, it
1: did. So my goal or my intention is to continue to mesh yoga and my holistic modalities into my patient care. I've actually started and my, my client base is small. It consists of family and friends right now, but I've started teaching what I know of Yoga and meditation, and my healing touch to family and friends. And eventually, I'm going to bridge that out to patients, whether it be in the hospital or in the home care setting. It'll probably be both, and eventually, maybe a private practice.
0: Are you studying nursing now? Are you enrolled in a program? Are you going to enroll in a program?
1: I actually started a um, MSN program, a master's degree program, in last mm-hmm. October. So right now, I'm kind of debating pursuing educator track or nurse practitioner track. I haven't made up my mind yet, but I know my meditation and yoga practice will get me there to make that best decision. I am also in a yoga teacher training program so that I can be certified to teach yoga to clients, patients, family, friends, whoever may need it. So, yes. Now, are you
0: in this program? Uh, is can, can yoga be taught online? You're in an online program or... Uh, brick-and-mortar program where you go out to a class brick and mortar uh (laughs) in 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 delaware did you find one in delaware no
1: actually i have to travel to jersey for my yoga training program but it's well worth it because it's at a institute of uh holistic studies and at this particular yoga training program they integrate yoga therapy into their client or patient care so that'll be a very interesting for me i'm just starting the program so i can't speak too much on it but um I'll be learning how to integrate yoga into the medical profession, the nursing profession with patients. So that's very exciting for me.
0: Now, you are a very busy person. Yes. you have. <laughs> yes, you are a very busy person. And it takes that entrepreneurial spirit and to have a, I'll call it a faith mentality in that you will, you're not afraid to take risk and that. Risk is involved in entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yes. So, and you believe in holism and you think it can be integrated in almost any situation. So, you are, and I'm going to go here now and you can stop me <laughs> if you don't want to go there with me. And that is, you are married and you have family okay. and you have work. Yeah. So, and you have your studies. Yeah. So how how are you balancing all of this? Tell me about your experience, and let us hear about your experience in balancing okay. all of these different areas in your life. Because we are talking about lifestyle wellness, yes. we're talking about holism and rekindling holism within nursing, and we're also talking about health promotion and disease
1: prevention. Okay, well I will try not to take up too much of the time answering this question because I I put a lot out to you but I I want to share what I went through and what I'm going through and how I managed because that's how I got to the point where I am today so I'll I'll give the short of the story (laughs) Um, two and a half years ago when I started my yoga practice I was also having some issues with again anxiety and stress I had some back problems and I basically was having a very difficult time being a wife being a mother and working, I um, I, I don't, I don't like to say it, but I wasn't a very nice person. <laughs> so, <laughs> I um, again, through taking that self care time, that's what I was missing. I took no time out to take care of myself, and that is why I wasn't as good as I felt I could be to my husband and my children, or probably my patients in the hospital. But taking that self care time out through yoga, and then eventually, healing touch and Ayurveda. I am now able to balance work and my children and my husband and my school and my entrepreneurship because I'm able to take that time out to first take care of myself. And I also believe that um, <laughs> and I learned this from a book and I cannot recall the title, but I can um definitely email it to you, Dr. Minor, when I remember it. But there was a book on meditation and it was about, a, it, the father was talking about, that. oh, I don't have any time for my child and I don't have any time for myself because I'm taking care of my child. And the meditation teacher told him, he says that while you're taking care of your child, that is also time for you. You just have to look at it that way. So (laughs) while I'm doing all these busy things, I have to remind myself that this is still my time. It's not 100% my time to myself, but this is still my life. These are still my moments. This is still my time. And I just have to slow down and focus on one thing at a time. And while I'm helping my daughter with her homework, I can be in that present moment, because that's where I felt like I got the most stressed out. Where I was always trying to plan for the future and trying to figure this out and figure that out while trying to do one specific task. I am now able to just say, let's get the homework done. Then after the homework's done, Tiffany, you can focus on the other thing. So basically, <laughs> long story short, I'm able to balance all of these things because I'm able to take that time out for myself. Be it a long time with myself or just in the day-to-day practices, like when you start to feel that anxiety or that frustration build up, I know I can stop, take a few breaths, and bring myself back to the moment and calm myself down and balance it all. Yes,
0: yes. And there, there's something else that we need to know about Tiffany, too. Tiffany has a dog.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: and there is pet therapy so maybe at some later point in time i will have someone on who will talk about uh pet therapy and the benefits of having mm-hmm. pets uh, yeah so tiffany i certainly want to thank you for being with us today uh, you have given us a lot of wonderful information and i'm sure the listening audience will get something out of I that
1: hope so. it's, it's been a pleasure i thank you so much for having
0: me. you're welcome you have been listening to the Health Practitioner Podcast at lifestylewellness.com. My guests are holistic, they are engaged, they are authentic leaders. You can find all the contact information uh, for today's guest, Tiffany Martin, who is a registered nurse, listed in the notes on www.lifestylewellness.com. This is Janetta Minor, your NP on call. And you can find me at lifestylewellnessnetwork.com. Until next time, take care and be well.